We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around, it's taken by Luka, he hits, he hits, with a second to go as he hits the deck, tie 115, it worked, it totally worked. 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played, and now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of Morning Coffee with Mavs Step Back. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Um, the Mavs, they, they're not in a good place. I was very clear on that in the last pod. Uh, not very good vibes. Uh, around the Mavs right now, they've they've lost eight of their last eleven, just spiraling. Uh, there doesn't seem to be like a like an easy fix. Uh, you've had Jason Kidd, and it wasn't the last game, but in a couple of recent games before one of those, he said something to the effect of, you know, this this the defensive issues of the team you know, aren't really going to be truly fixed with the current personnel. And that was, personnel was his choice of words in that. So, uh, you know, there's been a report from ESPN that, you know, Luca has kind of gotten involved with with uh, roster decisions and everything. And, of course, Cuban and, and Luca come out and uh, deny that. But, I mean, look. I, I personally think it's true. Tim McMahon, uh, as much as he might, as much as he might make Mavs fans mad sometimes, uh, you know, just because uh, for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know why he he seems to be spot on every time he reports something. But uh, you know, I, I'm taking McMahon's side on that. I think I think that Luca is kind of getting more involved as he should uh because i mean this team just just isn't it right now um and then you got jason kidd who i'm sure is in in on that as well because you know some of the comments he's made uh pre or post game so uh we'll see how it goes there's about two weeks left until the trade deadline deadlines make deals uh you know there's there's a couple of you know rumors that 
uh, the Mavs have been linked to, and that'll surely pick up, you know, over the next couple of days. And the most recent one is, uh, well, I mean, it's not really a, well, yeah, it is a rumor. It says from Bleacher Report, it says that various NBA sources have included the Heat, Suns, Clippers, and the Mavericks as possible trade partners for uh, Timberwolves point guard D'Angelo Russell. Um, let's see. Russell is playing 33 minutes a game and averaging 17.6 points a game. That's kind of one of those trades where it's like you're kind of doing a trade just to do it, but you could also see it helping out the Mavs uh, given their given their current uh, ball handling situation. So, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. It depends on the package going bad, but, I mean, given how D'Lo has played at times over the last couple of years, I, w- I wouldn't think that uh, – that his price would be would be too hefty. That could be one of those uh, one of those trades where the Mavs wouldn't have to trade a first round pick, and that's kind of what they're looking for, so they can you know save up their pick ammo for the off season and potentially get in on a bigger trade opportunity. Which leads me into one of my main points I wanted to talk about on this pod. You know, should the Mavs trade a first round pick now? Uh, should they get better, try to get better through trading a first-round pick right now? It's tough. It's tough because, I mean, you don't want Luka to get the sense that you're just punting on a season, uh, you know, if you do hold on to the to the picks you have. But, I mean, if it's not going to be a move that truly makes you a title contender, then, I mean, there's really no point because it's going gonna, it's gonna to hamstring your efforts – to, you know, add pieces that'll make you that title contender later on if you trade the picks now. It's not like it's just something that's going to hinder you now. It's it's a future thing because we've already seen, you know, how the, the KP trade that happened, you know, around this time in, in 2019 is still affecting the Mavs right now, uh, four years later in 2023. And it will continue to until, you know, that final pick conveys uh, in June, I believe, when the draft is. So, you know, there's a lot to think about there. It's easy to just say, okay, yeah, we're going to trade these first-round picks. We're going to trade a first-round pick to uh, the Detroit Pistons for 33-year-old Boyan Bogdanovich. Okay, I mean, you know, Bogdanovich is amazing. I'd love to have him on the Mavs. Uh, He would help immediately. I don't know that he elevates this current team to a title contender. Uh, probably not because there's just so many other holes, uh, especially defensively. But, you know, yeah, sure, he, you know, he would help right now. But he's 33 years old. He's got two more years after this guaranteed money, close to $40 million. I mean, that's just a that's a risk. That's a big risk there if you're going to trade a future first-round pick and even further – hamstring you know your abilities to to get in on bigger trades down the road and the next thing you know luca free agency is coming up in uh i believe it's like 2026 uh you know by the time bogdanovich is off the books and you know you haven't really done anything else so it's a risk it's not it's a move that makes the mavs 
better now, and they have been linked to Bogdanovich, you know, on like three or four different uh, reports. But I, I'd have to imagine that they're trying to do something without giving up a first-round pick, which probably won't happen. The Pistons aren't really eager to trade Boyan, uh, you know, unless they're reportedly blown away uh, by something. So we'll just we'll just have to see, but. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Angelo Russell thing, um, you know, the the one that I predicted on the last pod, you know, the Mavs have been linked to, to Cam Reddish. Uh, I feel like the Knicks are one of those teams that value Reggie Bullock so highly that, you know, maybe, and this is wishful thinking here, but, you know, uh, Cam Reddish, he's not a rotation player uh, for the Knicks. I mean, he's just, he's not getting played at all. Uh, and Reggie Bullock, you know, as, as much as he has struggled at times this season, you know, uh, at times this season and last season when he's hitting his shots and he's not, you know, just a swinging door on defense, he's still playing consistent rotation minutes. And, you know, he's very familiar with uh, Thibodeau and the Knicks organization and the Knicks love him. I almost wonder if, you know, the Mavs can sweat this out until the deadline and be like, okay, look, you like Reggie Bullock so much. You want him back. You know, we'll take Cam Reddish, but we also want our 2023 first-round pick back, uh, you know, which would which would open up uh, a whole nother world of possibilities, not just at this trade deadline, but, you know, going into the offseason even before the draft. Uh, because you you would have full access to your picks early, uh, that would be something I would look at because a straight up swap for uh, Bullock and Reddish doesn't really make a lot of sense for the Mavs, even with even with uh, Bullock's struggles. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're getting a younger prospect uh, that still has potential and everything, but he's just not accustomed to you know, what the Mavs need uh, if they're going to make a potential playoff run. Uh, so that's what I would do. I would try to squeeze the Knicks uh, for that 2023 pick back, uh, you know, especially especially if, uh, you know, things keep trending the way they are right now. <laughs> the, Knicks might not be, the Knicks might not be keeping that pick anyway, you know, if things keep going the way it's going with the Mavs losing eight of their last 11. So, uh, that's what I would look at. Uh, short answer for my initial question is no. I, I don't think the Mavs should trade a first-round pick right now unless it's just a no-brainer deal. I do think uh, they need to be looking to acquire picks, which is something they haven't done in like almost two decades, I think. Um, so they they got to be – as much as it hurts – I mean, the fact of the matter is this team is a 500 team. They're a 500 team. A couple more losses, they're going to be, like, on the outside of the play-in looking in. Uh, so, at that point, I mean, you've got some guys that, yeah, they're good contributors, but they're also, you know, on the on the further end of their prime in their 30s. And, it you know, they still have enough value to where I think you could get late first-round picks for them, and I think they should try and do that. Um, I know that hurts. I mean, it hurts. People don't want to see, uh, you know, guys on the team leave. They get attached and everything, and I get that. I, I completely get it. 
guys like Dorian Finney-Smith, I love the guy. I would hate to see him go. Uh, but there's just there's just so many. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Or there's not very many ways for this team to dig out of this hole to get off the mediocrity tre- treadmill. There's just not many ways to do it. And one of those ways to do it would be to trade some of these guys, get back, you know, some first round picks as, uh, you know, either you're going to use the first round picks or you're going to use them as trade ammo, you know, to, to help your team improve that way. But either way, I mean, there's going to have to be some. There's going to have to be some changes for the Mavs to truly get over that hump now. Things would be completely different had they kept Jalen Brunson in free agency last summer. But losing him and then, you know, signing JaVale McGee to that insane, uh, you know, three-year deal, and I believe he has like a player option for the third year, which is ridiculous, and then him just being a complete non-factor, you know, those two things together have kind of have kind of set the Mavs back a little bit. So even though this team has most of its pieces that made the Western Conference Finals run last year, it's just it's not the same team. Jalen Brunson meant more to this team than any of us, you know, even gave him credit for. And we gave him a, <laughs> we gave him a lot of credit at the time too. But uh, you know, he not only on the court but in the locker room, he. He really made a difference for this team, and it it really sucks that the Mavs weren't able to uh, retain him. They had their opportunity. 
They, they could have offered him an extension before it was too late, and they decided not to because they wanted to see what, uh, you know, what was going to happen at the trade deadline. Luckily, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, he still accepted the extension after the, the trade deadline. But look, good for Brunson. Know your value. Know your value. And the Mavs undervalued him, and they ended up paying the price for it. So we move on. We'll see what the Mavs do at this trade deadline. Another idea I want to throw out there before I uh, quickly recap uh, the NBA action that went on Wednesday night. Another thing that could be done is, you know, if if the Mavs did do that deal I was talking about, you know, Cam Reddish for Reggie Bullock, and uh, they squeeze that 2023 pick uh, out of the Knicks, and it comes back to Dallas, even even if they don't get the pick back, if they could get the Knicks to lift protections on that pick, assuming the Mavs have another deal in place, uh, that could be helpful too. Because if you have those protections lifted, then you know the soonest pick you can trade uh, is 2025, I believe. Uh, 25, you could trade 25, 27, 29. So that's three first-round picks, and you'd have pick swaps and all that. I mean, that's that's getting close to, uh, you know, a pretty good pick package for somebody. Now, obviously, the Mavs, you know, lack the type of young uh, talent that that other teams, you know, would want along with those picks in a big deal. But I guess it just depends on how those teams view a guy like Josh Green, who has had tremendous uh, uptick in his third season this year. He is an elite shooter now by his percentages. Uh, he makes an immediate impact every time he's in the game, offensively and defensively. So, uh, you know, a guy like that, a young guy like Jaden Hardy, who I know we're all excited about based on what he's done in the G League and the, the flashes he's shown in his limited action for the Mavs. So uh, there's some pieces there for the Mavs to get him, like say like a – like a Zach Levine, uh, who I've talked about extensively over the last couple of years, I've I've tried my best to wheel that guy to the to the Dallas Mavericks, and it hasn't happened yet. But the Chicago Bulls, the way they've underperformed this year, you know, I could see something like that materializing at some point. But it's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, the Mavs are for sure going to be on the phones, uh, talking with multiple teams over the next few weeks. And we will see what materializes because sometimes, despite all the rumors and reports and speculation and everything they throw at you, uh, sometimes these things can just come out of left field. Like we just have no idea of, you know, the extent. We have an idea of some of the guys that the Mavs are talking to other teams about, but overall, you know, we would be shocked at just – how many different scenarios that they go through themselves. So we'll see what happens. It should be a fun trade deadline. Um, and, you know, we know the Mavs need to make some moves. So we'll see what Nico Harrison can do. And hopefully Mark Cuban, you know, doesn't doesn't meddle too much. I, I would rather Nico Harrison take control there and, and do what he thinks is best. Uh, you know, regardless of regardless of what Cuban thinks. Sorry, Cuban. Uh, that's just that's just how I feel about it. Okay, so NBA action uh, on Wednesday night. The Magic defeated the uh, Pacers. The uh, 76ers 
defeated the Brooklyn Nets. That was a high-scoring game, 137-133. Uh, so was that, that previous one I mentioned, Magic Pacers, 126-120. Nobody in the league's playing defense right now. So the the Mavs have been a bottom five defense for a while. Uh, but, you know, the, the, rest of the, team, the rest of the teams in the league aren't really playing defense either. Uh, the Wizards, after beating the Mavs on Tuesday night, they went into Houston and beat the Rockets as well, 108-103. Uh, the Bucks and the Nuggets, which is like a potential – NBA Finals uh, preview. Uh, the the Bucks beat the Nuggets 107 to 99. Uh, the Timberwolves beat the New Orleans Pelicans in a game where Brandon Ingram returned from injury. Uh, Wolves won that one 111 to 102. The Pelicans are they're they're slipping. They're getting closer to uh, 500. They're 23. They're 26 and 23 right now. So. Uh, the Mavs are one game over 500. Pelicans are three games over 500. So, you know, if the Mavs can kind of pick things up, uh, that is a team that has been ahead of them in the standings for a while, but uh, they could catch them pretty easily if they can turn things around. Uh, another high-scoring game, Hawks beat the Thunder 137-132, to 132, another game where both teams scored in the 130s uh, in regulation which is crazy. I mean, there was a game the other day where the Bucks scored 150 in regulation. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies lost to the uh, Golden State Warriors, 122-120. That was a close game. Uh, the Trailblazers defeated the Utah Jazz, 134-124. to uh, The Toronto Raptors defeated the surging Sacramento Kings, 113 113- uh, to 95, that's kind of a shocker for me. I, the way the Kings have been playing lately, I, I figured they'd take care of the Raptors, who have kind of underperformed this year, but uh, their offense kind of fizzled there. The, the Kings have the number one offense in the league, uh, and the Toronto Raptors held them to 95 points. So uh, the Kings, they're 27-20. and 20. They are poised to break uh, the, the longest drought I believe in all of sports, not just the NBA, uh, the longest drought for not making the playoffs. They are they are on course to uh, to finally get over the hump and make it into the playoffs for the first time in forever. Uh, so good for them, good for them. The the whole laser beam thing that they do after every win uh, is really cool. It's been a it's been a really fun season for Sacramento, and I'm I'm happy for uh, for that fan base. I I know some people. Uh, who are Kings fans that uh, I've worked with before and, you know, follow on Twitter and all that stuff. So really happy for those guys. It's been a fun year for the Kings. Darren Fox is awesome. Uh, Sabonis, you know, that people gave the Kings a lot of crap when they traded uh, Tyrese Halliburton for Sabonis. And, you know, Halliburton, he's going to be amazing in the years to come. But, uh, you know, as far as the short term at least, it looks like the, the Kings kind of knew what they were doing there. So... Uh, good stuff from the Kings, uh, and it's kind of crazy. Somebody mentioned it the other day. Despite them completely messing up in the 2018 draft when they could have paired uh, Luca with De'Aaron Fox and then built from there, they're, they've still done a better job from 2018 till now team building compared to the Mavs because you know they're they're clearly the better overall team right now. They've got some really good young pieces. 
uh, even without, you know, they traded Marvin Bagley, who they drafted in 2018. It's kind of crazy to see, you know, where they're at now compared to where the Mavs are at. Uh, and then the final game of the night, uh, the Lakers defeated uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Anthony Davis came back. Um, the final score in that one was 113 to 104. The Lakers are now 23 and 26. Um, NBA standings in the West, you still have the Nuggets at one. You have the Memphis Grizzlies at two. Sacramento Kings at three. New Orleans Pelicans at four. The LA Clippers at five. And then you have the Mavs clinging uh, to a spot at six. Uh, and then, you know, right below them in the first play in spot are the Phoenix Suns. And that's who they play tonight, Thursday night, at Footprint Center uh, in Phoenix. It's the Mavs, it's the Suns. Both teams are 25 and 24. But the Mavs have lost two in a row and eight of their last 11. Uh, the Suns are, you know, 500 in their last 10 games, but they've won four in a row. Uh, so they're on a streak. They're playing better, getting healthier. Uh, it should be a good one, but the Mavs are going to have to bring their A game if they want to avoid dropping to 500 and out of the, uh, the top six in the West tonight. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, if you, if you look at the play-in range, Suns, they're getting healthy and playing better. Uh, the Timberwolves, they're getting healthier and playing better. Uh, the Warriors, uh, they're the Warriors, so they're always a threat. Utah, they're probably going to play. They're, they're probably going to stay in that, that play-in range unless they just sell off a bunch of pieces at the deadline. Uh, and, and, you know, then even past the play-in range, you still have OKC, Portland, and the Lakers, who are all going to, you know, be competing for play-in spots from now through the end of the season. So it's going to be a fun home stretch. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, activity, a lot of action going on. Uh, it's going to be close, and uh, it should be fun, at least overall. You know, it hasn't been fun for the Mavs specifically, but, uh, you know, we're, we're about hope around here. We, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to pour some good energy into this and, uh, and hope this thing gets turned around tonight in Phoenix. I, mean, I, hope, uh, I hope the team realizes, like, hey – We've done this before. We we should have won here in Phoenix earlier this year, and we blew a a twenty plus point lead. Uh, but you know, then they came back and blew out the Suns at home and held on to that lead. So uh, hopefully they just keep it going, and maybe they just have the Suns number. We'll find out. But guys, appreciate it. Y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify, you know, to give you a chance to win any future giveaways we do. I've got a current giveaway going right now for a Luca uh, Mav City Edition jersey. It's the pinned tweet on my profile, at Dalton underscore Trig on Twitter. Uh, be sure to go check that out. Be sure to give it a retweet and to uh, go leave us a review for a chance to win that thing. I'll be announcing a winner uh for that jersey during all-star weekend so guys appreciate it y'all have a great rest of your thursday we'll see if the Mavs can get a big win tonight against the phoenix suns y'all have a good one whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.